Oh, at least one person missed me. <laughs> all right. Well, good to see you all tonight. And uh, wow, a lot can happen in a week. Look at the church. And appreciate those who came and, and helped paint. And uh, yet, there's more to do. So if you can come along on Saturday, that'll be great. And uh, if you haven't checked out the, the mural on the basketball court, um, you can check that out. We've got our theme verse for the school there and um, just, uh, just really just trying to br- bring some life onto the property. Um, but good to be here. It was really a good time in India. We um, really saw the Lord work there. So I appreciate those who prayed and prayed for safety as we, we traveled. We were able to see three people saved during the week and had the privilege of actually speaking with one of them on the last evening of conference and was able to lead a first-time guest to the Lord. And the area really that we were at over there is predominantly Catholic and um, just a lot of opportunities. And so uh, Pastor Rock and the church over there wanted me to greet our church and thank them for, um, for just lending myself and Andrew during the time. And so we're glad that we're home, though, and um, fe- definitely feeling a little heavier. I think we ate a lot too much, but uh, there was a lot of spiritual um, activity during the, the time as well. And so we're glad to be back um, back home. But let's turn our Bibles, please, to Genesis chapter 50 tonight. Genesis chapter 50, and we'll, we'll remain here. Just a, just a thought here that we're going to focus on. But good, good reports as well. Thank you, church, for being faithful. And uh, good reports from the, the men's activity, the, the working bee, and then just the weekend that we've had. And so glad that, um, that we can continue on, even, um, even as I was away. But glad for all of you and um, thankful that we can be here tonight. But verses uh, 22 to 26 really, uh, really just finishes off the, uh, a request from Joseph. And if you know the story about Joseph, you understand that he was, uh, he was uh, rejected by his, by his brothers. He had the, those God-given dreams about his future, and they misunderstood him. They misunderstood his intent. They were jealous of his, um, of his status and his, the, his status with, between uh, him and his dad and how he was favored by his father. And so they pretended to kill him, cast him in a, in, a, in a pit for a little while, took his coat of many colors and presented that to their dad as if he had died. But the reality was they sold him to slavery into Egypt. And yet we know the, the, the story there and how really God used that. Uh, Joseph went through a great ordeal. He was imprisoned and wrongly accused uh, when he was serving in a, in a, in a governor's home. And there he was forgotten for a little while until God remembered him again. And we know the rest of the story. He rose up to the second rank in the nation and was really used of God to save Egypt and then those around that could, um, could glean from the provisions that were given through Joseph and the wisdom given him by God. And we know all of the types. We know that Joseph is a type of Christ. We know that, that really... God's intention, even though Joseph was the one that went through the great suffering of, of injustice in his life, was to bring out a great deal of salvation to those around. And we understand that as no doubt Joseph could recall all of the things that have happened in his life, he could have easily become embittered at those that doled out the injustice in his life. 
And sadly, that was his family. Sadly, it was those that should have cared for him a great deal. Sadly, it should have been though it, it, it came from the hand of those that really should have celebrated the fact that in their midst was one that God was going to use. And yet that's not what happened. They were the ones that, were, that had betrayed Joseph. And no doubt Joseph went through that, and yet what he found was eventually he was celebrated in Egypt. He was someone that, that got, had great accolades for his great wisdom. Pharaoh uh, understood that, that Joseph had the answer for the, the famine that was to come, and, and God in his... Uh, God in his, uh, in, his, uh, in his sovereignty and God in his design allowed Joseph to be elevated in the nation and elevated to that office, and, then, and God did use him. But what I'm saying is, is he came to Egypt in, under auspicious circumstances, and yet he ended up being highly regarded by even the, the leader of, of Egypt, Pharaoh. And, and God did use him. We we read in, in um, verses 22 to 26, though, really the, the end of it, where now, um, now it was Joseph at the end of his life. And notice there with me, and there's an interesting request that Joseph makes. And Joseph dwelt in Egypt, he and his father's house, and Joseph lived 110 years. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation the children also of Machir, the son of Manasseh, were brought up upon Joseph's knees. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which he sware to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. So Joseph died being 110 years old, and they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. And so we see that the normal practice of burial happened with, with Joseph as it was in Egypt. But the request he made was when he, it was the time for the nation to be rescued by God, that they would carry up his bones, that they were not to leave the remains of Joseph there that his express instruction and desire was that his remains would be carried away. And, and I've begun to think about that and begun to think about all of the, the circumstances that jo Joseph faced. And again, he had to go through a process of understanding God's, God's will for him in Egypt. He had to go through a process of even suffering through the things that have happened. And out of that, he gained a family. We know that he gained two sons, and he gained really a, a, great, uh, a great following, probably, in Egypt. And whilst he started out in an auspicious way arriving there, he really ended up in a great triumph. In fact, the, the knowledge of him to the Pharaoh was the determining factor to, to which the, his people, Israel, were favored. We know later on that there was a Pharaoh who arose who knew not Joseph, and that's when really the suffering of his people started to come about. And yet whilst Joseph was there, there was a great peace and there was a great provision that, that was given the people of Israel. And no doubt Joseph was heralded. No doubt Joseph had a great deal of respect and a great deal of honor 
that, that whilst he went through all of that, by the end of his life, that was what he was really known for. And, and it could have been very easy for Joseph to allow that. And we know the tradition that was made for great leaders in Egypt. They built pyramids to them, didn't they? It would have been very easy for Joseph to say, you know what, this is the place of my plenty. This was the place that, that, that really God used me in. And, and whilst I was rejected in my homeland, rejected by my brethren, this, this is the place that I would like to be because this is the place where I found myself to have, be, to have succeeded, to have been honored. And, you know, sometimes we forget that as, as, as people, God has, in his knowledge and his wisdom, allowed us to be here in this world. But whilst we're in this world, can I remind you tonight, we're not of this world. Because the difference with, with Joseph was, even though God used him in this place, and Egypt is a great type of the world, and, and even though it was a place where he was to be for a season, it wasn't a place that he wanted to remain in. And there's many Christians who even in good success, and by that I mean those things that God allows them to do, those, those things that even would lead to the salvation of many, and even those that, of us who go through a great deal of, of trouble and suffering and we come through that and we start to feel a sense of, wow, there's, I can come through this. There's a danger of feeling like this is where we should remain. There's a danger of feeling like, like this is really where it's all at. And we forget, the Bible says that we are to set our affections on things above. That actually there's not to be a remaining here. And what this demonstrates, as I thought about it, was Joseph's heart. Although it was the place where he found God's will. It was the place where he found God's, God's elevation in his life. It was the place that eventually he found great honor in. His heart didn't want to remain there. Because what Joseph's heart was, it wasn't simply on the circumstances. Joseph's heart was in the promises of God. And what happened was even at the end of Joseph's life, we underst he understood that this was to be a place that only had ever had a purpose for him in God's will. And, and, and he understood firstly a couple of things. Firstly, he understood then that his time there was limited. That this wasn't going to be a permanent thing. In fact, he's, he told them that God surely will visit you and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. He understood that it was never God's design for God's people to be part of Egypt that it was only going to be a temporary time, that it was only going to be that season that God allowed them to be there and that eventually they were going to supposed to get up and move on to the promised land. It was a place of victory, all of those pictures of the promised land. And, and, and he understood that there was this time that he had, but it was limited. He wasn't simply going to be remaining there. This was not the place where his heart was to be buried. This was not the place where he was to be found, where the, the monument was going to be built to his name. This was not the place where he's going to find his legacy. This was a limited time. And you know, sometimes we can treat our sojourn here on earth like 
there's some sort of permanency. And the Bible is very clear to tell us that we're really here for around 70 years and by reason of strength, 80. But you understand, I hope tonight, that this time is a limited time. That whilst we might find the will of God here, and whilst we might find that God would even use us here, that this isn't the place for us. That there ought not to be any desire in our heart that this is where we belong. Because really that's what, what Joseph was saying. I don't belong here. It's a limited time. And he understood that his time there was a time that was purposed. That he wasn't simply there to make his riches and to be elevated and all of that. And whilst all of that happened, what it was, he understood that he had a purpose there. And his purpose was to see the salvation of others. He, he understood that. Notice verse 20. But as for you... You thought evil against me. He was addressing his brothers here who had come back worried that, that now their, their father had died, that now Joseph was going to mistreat them, that he had only made that commitment because of Isaac and, and yet um, uh, Jacob. And, and he says this to them, you meant it for evil, but God meant it unto good and to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. And he's saying that the, the reason that he was there, he understood there was a purpose. And the purpose wasn't permanency. The purpose wasn't to just so, sort of build a legacy that is earthly. The purpose was to see for others the, the, the meeting of the need at the time. And again, there's a great type of us just spreading the gospel seed so that others may be saved. There's a purpose for our time here. There's a purpose for the 70 years or the 80 by reason of strength. There's a purpose for whatever allotted time God has for us here on earth and that's so that we can be a light and we can be salt and we can be, bring salvation to those around us. There's a purpose. And sometimes we forget that purpose. Sometimes we think the purpose is just to lay roots down and, and, and build some sort of earthly legacy and and, and build something that will last. And, and we understand that there's spiritual things around that. But if our motive is that, that really we're here for the right reason, the right purpose, then we're going to focus on the right priorities. We're not going to simply do what the world does. We're not going to go around and we're not going to be enamored with this world. And whilst there's many things to see and we get to enjoy that by God's blessing, that's not the main thing for us as Christians. It's that we have a purpose. It's that we're sojourn, and one day God's going to just call us away from this place by death or by rapture, and we won't be here anymore. And we're going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ, and we're going to stand to account about everything that we've done and what we did with the purpose God gave us. And Joseph understood in his request there that this was a limited time, this was a time that he had to fulfill the purpose, but that his time there in Egypt, it was not final. That whilst it was his time to die, he was actually, he was actually not going to remain there. You see, his request was telling. You know, it's, it's interesting to, to make that request of where to be buried. I think you would agree that you would want to be buried somewhere that was of some sort of significance to you. In fact, probably the most significant. 
There are those who choose to be cremated and then their ashes, they want their ashes to be strewn over their favorite beach. Why? Because that beach is maybe memorable. Maybe they proposed there. Maybe it was a place where they, they found great joy in their childhood. We don't know, but there's a significance. There's some who want to get cremated and then be scattered all over their favorite golf course. I couldn't think of anything worse, all right? All the, all the golf balls I lost and all the putts I missed and all the greens I, and the car windows I smashed. And you, people, people have funny ways of telling everyone else what was actually most important to them. And you know, I think about the great missionary David Livingston and that famous quote, bury my heart in the mission field. And his heart was in Zambia. Why? Because that was a place where God called him to minister. And for Joseph, Egypt wasn't it. For Joseph, being in Egypt was just a time that God called him to where he had great purpose, but it wasn't the final destination. It was to be with God's people in the promised land. His value wasn't found in his achievements here on earth. His value was found in the promises of God. In the, the promised rest that, that the people of God were, were given. And so he understood it was telling where his values were. It was telling where he found great importance. And, and you know, many times we can, we're, it's very telling how we live our lives. Or it's very telling what that life amounts to at death. And, and, and we understand that he was buried there for a while. He was embalmed, the Bible says. He uh, was no doubt, but he made an oath. He made the people of Israel make a promise that you're not going to leave me here. And I think he understood there that this wasn't final. You know, his, his request was telling, but what he understood that his rest was to come, that Egypt wasn't going to be his resting place. That this, this, this sojourn, it, was going to be, it wasn't going to be final. It wasn't going to be his resting place. But he also understood that his reward was to come. That whilst God used him and God did some things during his time in Egypt, that we could achieve reward. And actually, all of us here, we could achieve great things here, but really it's all about what happens up there. It's all about what happens when we are called to that judgment scene and we stand before an almighty God and we answer for the things and the reward is there. And, and you know, we're not to remain. That our hearts aren't meant to be here, that our hearts are meant to be up there. And by the way, can I remind you tonight that actually, eventually, none of us will remain here. You know, one day at the rapture, if we're alive and remain, we're going to be caught up together in the air, but the dead in Christ shall rise first. <laughs> so even our bones won't remain here. E even those who maybe we can look at some of the great saints of the past, and we can look at those who have achieved greatly for the Lord right here, and yet and they're going to be resurrected first.
And they're going to rise up one day. And their bones won't remain here either. And listen, our bones won't remain here. It was never meant for here. This place is temporary. This place, we just have our time and we have our purpose. But we're not meant to live for here. We were always meant for up there. And if we're saved here tonight, let's not live for this time. Hey, let's seek God's purpose. Let's seek God's will. Let's seek to do the best of the time that we have here. But let's not let our hearts remain here. Because we were never meant to be here. We were never meant to remain here. And Joseph, he understood. And so what did he do? He requested that they bring, up his, bring his bones. He requested that they go and take him away because he understood some things. He understood that his time there was limited. He understood that his time there was purposed. He understood that his time there was not final, that his, his, his request was telling of what he really believed. His rest was to come and his reward was to come. All right, Joe.